0: This is the Ag Engineering podcast that rolls right into the details on tools, tips, and techniques that improve you, your farm, and our world. I'm your host, Andy Chamberlain from the University of Vermont Extension, and this podcast is sponsored by Northeast SARE. Thanks for listening. Today's episode comes to you from Moncton, Vermont, where we visit with Stephen Park of Full Belly Farm. He and his wife, Sarah, established their farm in 2017 and have about 110 acres, they grow strawberries, blueberries, and vegetables, and gross about 400000 in sales, both in on-farm retail and wholesale markets. They're farming in the climate zone 5A. In this episode, Stephen shares his setup in one of his propagation greenhouses, where he's got a rolling bench system with bottom-watering irrigation. Now let's jump into the show.
1: Yeah, I'm uh, Stephen Park, uh, Full Belly Farm and um, we're in our new uh, propagation greenhouse that we built um, this past spring we decided to go with these uh this style of bench which is a bottom watering ebb and flow bench and they're also a rolling bench with the rolling benches we saved a quarter of our growing space we got we gained a quarter more of a growing space out of this greenhouse by eliminating all the the rows um, between benches so that was a huge huge benefit we we have enough room for a single path down both sides and um, and we can just roll them back and forth. And even when they're full of plants and um, full of water and everything, they're, they're easy to move. Um, I do have a little more time, like I was saying, I was just getting this set up as we were filling them this, this spring. and. I do need to spend a little bit more time on some of the, the leveling and, and squaring up and stuff just uh, before next spring. Mostly the leveling, because it, it's really important for these to be extremely level because they get filled with water. And so um, um, if they're off even a little bit, you know, you have high One, one corner will be dry. Yeah. So this system, we went with the bottom watering system as labor saving. Um, and for labor-saving reasons, but it's also a lot of other benefits. Uh, leaves would never get wet. We're not doing overhead watering, so um, as far as disease control, uh, it's hugely beneficial for that. You can also fertilize through through this system if you wanted to have fertilizer in, in your in your uh, reservoir tanks. We haven't done that so far. We we have two different reservoir tanks that we use um, because we grow a lot of vegetable starts and flower starts and the flowers, we need to adjust the pH of the water more. We bring it down because we have pretty uh, uh, high pH water here. So so uh, we're using citric acid to, to uh, bring the pH down. And so we use two different reservoirs and that we can switch between. So when we're watering our flowers, we're using a, a pH adjusted water and watering the vegetable starts, we're using just regular water. We might switch to like kind of getting the ph sort of in between (laughs) so we don't have to manage two different reservoirs yeah um we'll see uh we're still kind of working with that and the way this works is we have uh so we have reservoirs that we fill with with water can adjust the ph or you could add fertilizer to that or or um you know other you could use biofungicides and you can use your like root shield and stuff like that you could add into that water if you wanted um or oxidate if you're trying to sanitize and then um It's all control, we have a controller and a one horse pump that pumps from the the reservoirs out to the benches. These are set up, uh, every two benches is its own zone. So uh, we have uh, 28 benches and it's uh, 14 zones. And so you can water one zone at a time. And then also each bench has a valve at the far end, so if you if you only have plants on one of the benches in a zone, you can also just shut that bench off. Mm-hmm. So you can water one or two benches at a time, and then you can um, set a series. So three come in, you know, kind of a typical like day of checking moisture and determining what needs watering, you know, come in in the morning, go through, inspect, um, you know, this zone needs this amount, this zone, this zone. And then we can go to the controller and you can set each one of those zones um, and then it'll water in a series. And as far as the, the the control on how much water comes in here and how much water they get is, is really just a matter of how long the pump runs. Um, because you're, you know, so so if we have like uh, 128 flats, we we tend to run the pump just a little bit less time because you don't really need that, the level to come up too high over them. You know, you don't want to come over top of them. And larger pots, like uh, if we have larger planters or um, uh, any of the larger pots, they take a little longer to wick the water up. So we'll run the benches for a little, uh, we'll run the water in them a little longer so that they can um, have more time to wick water. And then the water, so the water comes in at the far end, it fills these benches to, you know, And it runs for, say, 12 or 15 minutes, however long, however much water we want to run in them. And it tends to be about 12 to 15 minutes per, per zone is what we do. And then when the pump shuts off, there's a special type of valve that these have to where um, if the water's coming in, then it won't drain out. But mm. then once that water coming in shuts off, it allows the water to drain out and it creates a siphon and it siphons the water out of the bench. And if you look at the far end, we have the uh, that three inch pipe mm. is where the water drains into. So you, you use a hose that feeds in to the three inch pipe. I can, some of this is kind of disconnected right now because <laughs> we, I was doing some maintenance, but you can walk down here and take a look if you want. Yeah. Yep. Like I said, I do everything myself, and sometimes it's, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it all it gets the job done, but I'm not always like, uh, not, maybe it doesn't look the most professional sometimes. <laughs> so the three inch pipe is where the water drains into. This is kind of disconnected because I'm working on some things right now. Um, but this hose here hooks into this valve, and the water siphons out into this three inch pipe that is set at a slope. All the way around the greenhouse, <laughs> and just a, a slight slope, and then it all drains back down to a to a sump. Hmm. And in the sump, there's a sump pump that then runs it back into the reservoir. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Um, so, and then so when you uh, when you set the uh, the controller and you want the water to come on, uh, every zone has a solenoid valve all wired individually and uh, so if I want you know zone number 10 to run I can set that at the controller that solenoid valve will open for 12 minutes then it closes the water drains out and runs back to the sump and uh, and then makes its way back to the reservoir
0: gosh that's awesome yeah (laughs) (laughs) the draining out feature is something I wouldn't have necessarily thought of but I could see where it's really essential
1: yeah, it has, I mean, there's different ways of, um, of doing bottom watering, but these valves are, are real handy for that. It's like, for it's because sure. it, um, otherwise, what you have, what you would have to do, there's other ways of doing it. So you could, um, you could set your, so when this, when you set that solenoid valve to open, it also kicks on the pump, which yep. is pumping water in. Now. You could set it to where, like if you had, another way you could do it is where you set the, that pump to run for a certain amount of time, but then the pump would kick off, but the solenoid valve would have to stay open long enough to drain the whole system out before it closed. And so they'd have to kind of run more uh, uh, independently of each other. Where with this, the valve closes, the pump shuts off, or, or it doesn't because it's running another bench, but then the water can still drain and it siphons back out. And then, yeah, I just have a a sump where getting the slope on that three inch pipe all the way around this greenhouse, starting at that corner, across the end, and down to that sump was like, was uh, a little, uh, not too challenging, but it, you know. It's a long distance for a drop. (laughs) It is, yeah. Um, You don't need much, just a little, just enough slope. Um, Yeah, there shouldn't um, be
0: any solids going through it, right?
1: No, there's a strainer um where it strains out now yeah. a little bit of solids do get in and that's the one problem i have had with this system so far that i still need to perfect is that any amount of solids getting into that solenoid valve can clog it
0: oh yeah and what
1: happens is is when that get it doesn't clog it per se it, it what it does is it keeps the diaphragm from closing completely and so the water doesn't shut off and if the pump's still running and it goes on to the next zone and that doesn't close completely then you're still pumping water in when you're it's not supposed to be Mm. and that's the problem i've had and so i i have uh put a screen and filter at the reservoir to try to to try to screen out any solids Um, but i think what if i have if i start with totally clean water which we clean out the reservoirs and everything every couple weeks at least um, and, and kind of sanitize it and clean it really well anyway. Um, and it runs great. But as soon as I start getting, I think it's algae buildup is what it is. And, mm. and my reservoir tanks, I kind of cheaped out, and I didn't buy new tanks. I bought these IBC tanks, and I, and I spray painted them black. <laughs> it's not good enough. I need, I need really, uh, like, truly light-proof tanks. Mm-hmm. Um, enough light still gets through. That it can that it grows some algae in there, so I'm going to replace these tanks um, with some actual like fully opaque black tanks that will keep the light out of them completely, and I think that'll solve the problem because it's really the algae. Because I can screen everything else out as it goes back into the tank, but as that algae comes out of the tank and it and it and it causes the diaphragms to clog a little bit, then that's where I have the problem. So it's a simple fix. Yeah, um, and yeah. this is the first year using it, so yeah, um, it'll. Uh, I'll have it solved before the spring, before
0: we use it again. (laughs) But yeah, There's a few few critiques to make, but it seems like you've got it all up and running. Yeah. Quite nicely. (laughs) Yeah. Thanks for listening to today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it. If I can ask you or direct you to do one thing, that is to go to the website for this podcast, agengpodcast.com. That's A-G-E-N-G-P-O-D-C-A-S-T.com. There you'll find the show notes, you'll find links to the farmer who we chatted with today, as well as photos or videos uh, from the call when I visited the farm. If you've got some feedback to share, my contact information's on there, or you can leave me a voicemail, and you can do that right from the link in the description in the mobile app you're listening to this too, so go ahead and do that. Thanks again for listening, and I hope you have a great day.